You know, the most important thing in your life right now that's influencing you more than anything else, this is what I want to talk to you about today, is how you see yourself. Are you seeing yourself the way that God sees you? Because that's most important. A.W. Tozer said the most influential and powerful thing in your life right now that's influencing you more than anything else is what you think about when you think about God. You know, when you think about how God feels about you and how he views you, that is the most important belief and factor in your life. It's influencing everything in your life, everything from your relationships to your health to you know, your, your business practices and and every other thing. It's, it's influencing you emotionally. It's influencing everything in your life. So if I'm going to have a healthy emotional life, and I'm going to have a healthy business, ministry, relationships, I've got to see myself the way that God sees me. You know, when we think about God, we get a lot of different versions. You know, I've often said if we think about ice cream, we kind of think about the same thing. If we think about the mountains, the beach, we kind of think about the same thing. But, you know, when we say, let's think about God, we come up with a lot of versions. You know, a lot of times people see God as a mystical God. We see him as a grandfather God. We see him as, as you know, the, the school teacher God. We see him as the, the one that's hard to get along with. But if I want to find out, you know, as I've said so many times, if I want to find out how God really is, I've got to read the Gospels and see how Jesus related to people. Now, I've said this before. Many of you have heard me say this. And that is, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do, only say what I hear my father say. Hebrews 1.3 again says that he's the express image of his person. One translation says everything about him represents God exactly. One says he's the perfect photograph of the very image and nature of God. So if I want to know how God the Father feels, as I've said so many times, you've heard me say this, I have to look at the Gospels and see how Jesus related to people because that's how God my Father relates to me. Now, I thought about this, you know, as I, I heard a story one time about th thinking differently and thinking like a, like a king's kid. I think it was Arnold Palmer who had been over in the Middle East playing golf and played with one of the kings. And when they got through playing, the king asked him a question, said, Mr. Palmer, do, do you collect anything? He said, well, what do you mean? I mean, do you have a hobby collecting things? He said, well, I, you know, I'd like to give you a gift. He said, oh, you, you don't need to give me a gift. He said, no, I want to give you a gift. And he just kept on. And so finally, Mr. Palmer said, well, you know, I collect golf clubs. He said, okay, I'll send you a golf club. So anyway, so Mr. Palmer got back home. And, and uh, so one day, you know, a courier came and had an envelope. And it was dressed from the king of that particular country. And and so when um, he opened it up, it was the deed to a golf club, a golf course. What do you mean? You see, Mr. Palmer, Arnold was talking about a golf club, one that you swing. But the king thought about, he, he thought he meant a golf club, a golf course, a golf resort. So he went and bought him a golf club, a golf course, a, a golf resort. And Arnold said this, and I never forget when I read this. He said, you know, the difference between me and the king, he thought like a king and I didn't. You know, he thought like a king and I did not. And I think sometimes as, as believers, we fail to think like a king's kid 
because we've not been trained to do that. You know, we've been trained to, uh, by the way we grew up, the people around us, that it's a barely make it world, and, you know, woe is me, and, and you know, I'm always going to have these difficulties. And, you know, Jesus did say that in a world you'll have tribulation, but he said, be of good cheer. He said, for I have overcome the world. Now, you see, one of the greatest things that happens when you see yourself the way that God sees you is you become secure. And when you become secure and you're dealing with your insecurities and, and insecurity meaning that you don't feel good about yourself, and when you don't feel good about yourself in light of what God has done for you in Jesus, then you'll start putting pressure on yourself, on the people around you. Success becomes king to you. And if I can just become successful, I'll feel good about myself. If I just get that new car, I'll feel good about myself. If I got that new home, I'll feel good about myself. But you know what? The end of every one of those roads is a dead end emotionally. You know, nothing wrong with having those things as long as the things don't have you. So when, you, when you're insecure because you don't see yourself the way that God sees you and you don't, see your, you don't have proper identity and self-worth, you know, based upon what God did for you at the cross and the price, the, the, the supreme sacrifice that he paid, you're not going to feel good about yourself. And as I said, you're going to start putting pressure on yourself and everybody around you to try to get you to feel that way that only God can make you feel. So when we think about this and we dig into this, we have to realize if, I, as I've already said, if I'm going to have healthy, whole relationships, then I have to see myself the way that God, my Father, sees me. And if I don't do that, listen to what I'm saying, if I don't do that, then I'm going to be a user and abuser in some degree, some form or fashion, and I'm going to mistreat people and, and I'm even going to mistreat myself. You see, when I think about this, you know, Jesus made a powerful statement because he was secure. In John 5, 41, he says, your approval means nothing to me. Now think about that. Your approval means nothing to me. In other words, I have my approval from God, my father. I don't have to have your approval to feel good about myself. You see, that's so far beyond where most of us live that we've got to have the approval of everybody around us in order to feel good about ourselves rather than feeling good about ourselves based on what God did for us in Jesus. Now think about this. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, we know, was made to be our sin. Sin was judged in Jesus for our behalf, on our behalf. Therefore, we can be in a love relationship with God as a father. That is the price that he paid. He, he knew what he was getting when he got you, and he's not disappointed now. Therefore, Jesus, from the beginning of his ministry, even before his ministry started, he knew God the Father was pleased with him. Now, think about it. When Jesus was being baptized, John was baptizing Jesus, and, and the Holy Spirit came down in shape, form of a dove, and, and the Father spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Before he ever preached a sermon, before he ever raised the dead, healed the sick, walked on water, did any of those things, he knew from the beginning that God the Father was pleased with him, not because of him, but because of who God is. And you see, God is pleased with you. He's pleased with me today, not because of our performance. Our performance comes up way short. But the Bible says that we have been made, Colossians says, we have been made accepted in the beloved. Because of what Jesus did for us, we have been made accepted in the beloved. And there's nothing can change that. You know, the contract or the covenant that you and I enjoy is one that God made with Jesus. Therefore, it's something you and I can't mess up. 
I often say this, you know, there's one thing I can't mess up, and that's how God my Father feels about me. I can make a decision. You can make a decision and change how everyone in our life feels about us and how everybody sees us. But there's one decision, I mean, there's one person we can't mess up how they view us, and that's God our Father because he dealt with our wrongs in Jesus so you and I could live in a, a relationship of acceptance, blessed, loved, and filled with hope because of what he did for us in the Lord Jesus. Okay, so how does God see me? You know, how how do does God see me? How does he look at me? And am I seeing myself the way God my Father sees me? See, when most people think about this, they think, well, God sees all my weaknesses. He sees all my faults. He sees all my problems. He sees this. He sees that. You know, the Bible says in, in Hebrews, uh, I think it's 4.12, it says, it says that the word of God, God's word, exposes us for who we really are. Well, see there, Alan? It exposes us. That's the reason you know, I read my Bible. And it's, it's a book that condemns me. It's a book that tears me up. It's a book that, that, that just you know, rips me to shreds, and I, I, I can't get past that. And I, I just feel condemned when I read my Bible. Well, you're reading it for the wrong reason. You know, most people read their Bible to find out what's wrong rather than what's right. Therefore, they don't see themselves the way that God sees them because they're looking through the eyes of their weaknesses, not through the finished work of Jesus. Again, you are accepted in the blood. The Bible says you have made, been made fit. You have been qualified in Jesus because of what God did for us at the cross uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and because of that, I can see myself as loved, accepted, blessed, the head, not the tail, a winner, not a loser. That's how God sees us. And you know, in reality, that's how it is. The Bible says when we see him and we see him as he, we'll see him as he is, we'll become like him. We will start living like him when we see ourselves in the light of the finished work of Jesus, not by our performance, not by our works, not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Ephesians 2.10 says that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So how does God see us? How, how, how does he really, really, really see us? He sees us as totally accepted and sinless. Well, you mean sinless, but I mess up. See, when we become believers, when we get born again, when we get saved, when we start our relationship with God through Jesus, whatever term you want to put on that, your spirit, the part of you that got saved was made perfect. Your soul, mind, will, and emotions is being saved. As one person said, your body will be saved. So there's a transformation going on in our thinking in the way we think, the way we view things. There's a transformation taking place as we look at life and we'll, we'll begin to see things differently as Paul said in Romans 12, as we renew our minds. See, when we get saved, when we start following Jesus and we accept him as the Lord of our life, you know, we no longer have any spiritual problems. The problem is no longer spiritual, it's soulish, mind, will, and emotion. So the problem that I'm facing and you face today is the reality that we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us so many times. And that brings a lot of agony and defeat into our lives. We're always trying to measure up. No, Jesus measured up for you, so you would never have to try to measure up. You are measured up in Jesus. He qualified you, as I said. He, he, he has made you totally accepted in the beloved. And therefore, because of that, you can walk with confidence, 
because as God the Father sees you, the one translation says that when you stand before God, there's not even be one thing left that he can chide you for, not one thing he can scold you for, because he took all of that, placed it on the sinless Jesus, and then he was judged on our behalf. Sin was judged in Jesus, so you and I do not have to be afraid of standing before God. We'll stand before him with total confidence and acceptance one day when we stand before him. Now, I want you to think about this as I wind this up. In, in Psalm 139, verse 17 says, God's good thoughts. Now, think about this. How does God see me? Psalm 139, verse 7 says, God good, God's good thoughts about me outnumber the grains of sand on every seashore. And one translation says that well, every day his, his mind is good toward me. Now, you think about that, what it says. Every seashore. God's good thoughts outnumber the sand on every seashore. Now, he didn't say just Florida. That would have been enough. He didn't just say California. That would have been enough. He didn't say the, the, uh, the uh, deserts of Texas. That had been enough. But he said all the sand, grains of sand on this planet, his thoughts outnumber that toward us. You know what? God believes the best about us, not the worst. He believes that we're winners and not losers. You know, he looks at us, and, and because of what Jesus did, the Bible says we stand before him now sinless, totally accepted, totally blessed, godly, holy, as we stand before him with all manner of confidence. One other verse I want to share with you very quick as I wind this up for today. It says in the, um, let's see, there's so many scriptures I want to share. Uh, let, let me share Let me share this one with you. In, um, let's see, 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. But we all with an open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror, the glory, which means view and opinion of God, are changed into that same image from glory to glory, from view and opinion to view and opinion, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, when it says this, now listen to this. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Spirit of God lives in us. He said there's liberty. That word liberty means the freedom to choose without fear. You know, we have freedom to live our lives without fear today that God's going to judge us. He's going to get us. He's going to end it. He's going to do something to us. We stand before God today totally accepted without any fear that he's going to kill us or do something to us. Now, listen to this. He says, now, as we look into the mirror of God's word, we see a reflection of who we are. We see an image of who we are. And it says, and as we do that, we're changed from that image to the next image, from that image to the next image. He says, we're changed from glory, view and opinion, to view and opinion as we behold ourselves in the word of God. So I challenge you to do this. Read your Bible to find out what's right with you. Read your Bible, see how Jesus treated people. Read your Bible to find out what God says about you. And when you do that, your life is going to radically change because it's no longer going to be about you, but it's going to be about what Jesus did for you at the cross 2,000 years ago. More is coming about this subject and other subjects. Look forward to sharing some more with you. Blessings to you today.